0: Do you want a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi million dollar portfolio of cash flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today we're going to have an amazing podcast. I'm telling you, you really need to pay attention. We're going to show you how to make some money that you didn't even know that you can make. And this is something that I'm personally looking into. So Tiffany Middle is with Utility Rangers going to share how you can take charge of your utility bills and start producing more income that's gonna help grow your NOI that can lead to millions of dollars. Guys, I'm just telling you, this episode is really inspiring and neat, and it's just a different way. You have all these different line items on your P&L, and you need to pay attention to all of them, but specifically, that utility line is a big one, is a big one, and if you can find a way to share those costs and push those costs, to your tenants rubs, but not use a third party company, I'm telling you, you can create a little more revenue for yourself and give a better experience and start making yourself more money, right? Before we get to that though, a word from our sponsors. Are you ready to take your multifamily game to the next level and learn the amazing results of living the cash flow life? Apartment investing can change your life. I know for a fact it's changed mine, and I would like to share my extraordinary journey with you and the clues I've learned along the way by giving you my book, Copy Your Way to Success for free. So text the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. Again, that's the word book, B-O-O-K, to 480-500-1127. And my team will ship it to you absolutely free as a way to say thank you for listening to this podcast. And remember, your paradise is possible. All right, we're back. Let's get into it. This is going to be a great podcast. We're going to get to it. Can't wait. Excited. Let's go. Hey, Tiffany, welcome to
1: the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
0: I'm so excited about this episode because we're going to talk about something that's pretty cool, pretty inspiring. If you're listening right now, you're going to want to pay attention to this episode because this is stuff that can put money in your pocket. But before we get to that, By the way, I'm going to make sure I say your name right for everybody listening. Listen closely. It's Tiffany Middle, right? Right. That's right. Most people say Mytel. We're going to say Middle because that's the correct way to say it. Yeah. So give us the story. Tell us a little bit of background about who you are and kind of give us a good feeling for where you started and what's
1: going on. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So my husband, Mark, and I were apartment investors and like many of your listeners, I'm sure... We were sitting around the kitchen table one day, looking at our water bills and seeing, hey, why aren't our residents? We're pleading with them to conserve. They're not conserving. Our water bills are starting to really eat into our profits. And so we really looked around all over and tried to find how we were going to handle our water issues. And we realized we had heard of this thing called rubs or ratio utility billing, and we went to all these companies and said, hey, we have 100 units. Will you help us? And all of them said to us, I'm sorry, your units aren't big enough. You have to have 1,000 units or more in your portfolio for us to help you. And we were pretty frustrated. We said, well, what are we going to do? So before
0: we can go there, how many units do you have at this point, right? Give us a background of where you're at, where you're located, where are your properties, where your assets?
1: So we were in San Diego at the time. We most recently moved out to Florida about a year and a half ago. And at the time, we had about 65 units. And we were looking to grow. My husband came from a family of multifamily investors, and his family had quite a bit of units. And we were looking to grow independently. And so Southern California is a hard market to grow in. But it's the market that we knew, and we wanted to be close to our units that we were managing. So that's kind of how we got started and growing from there.
0: And that makes great sense. So like sixty five units like gosh, okay, if those are two or three unit or complexes, most rubs kind of properties systems companies, they're like, nah, it's not even worth our time. We don't even want to waste our time. Right. Exactly. There's no way we can scale that. There's no money in it for them,
1: right? Exactly.
0: And so that was an issue. And at that time, that's when like if you guys follow the California drought, like, <laughs> water was a very special resource, right?
1: Still is, uh, water rates continue to go up.
0: And so rates are just going astronomically high. And when your residents don't give a like, two cents about it, you're cutting into your profit, like dude, this is not working, right? And so then the thought is, how do we pass this utility bill correctly to the
1: tenant? And even before we got to the point where we were gonna pass it to the tenant, it came to really our attention when our onsite manager called us one day and said, one of the residents, they're complaining that the neighbor has the water on all day. And so we asked her to go into the neighboring unit to find out what was going on. And the neighbor had her shower on all day while she was at work. So it wasn't until she got back from work she asked her, what's going on? Why are you leaving your water on? And she said, well, my dog has anxiety. So if I leave my shower on when I'm away at work, she won't bark and upset the neighbors.
0: (laughs) I mean, she's Louise, right? If they don't pay, they don't care.
1: Exactly. It's kind of like the thought of if you go to a hotel and you have a wrinkly shirt, you put your shirt in the shower or in the bathroom and then you turn it on full hot and you shut the door and you let it go because it comes with the price of your hotel. Our tenants think the same way. Unless they're accountable by getting a bill, they just think it comes with the cost of their rent and they're completely wasteful in their usage.
0: So, I deal with this even worse because I have student housing. So, think about a bunch of college age kids doing this stuff, right?
1: Oh, I have some student housing too. Yes, I know.
0: And they're nuts. They're absolutely nuts. They think that nothing affects them.
1: hmm Exactly.
0: Until he held them accountable by saying, you get this much allowance and anything over, you pay. Exactly. So, in that crisis, or I say crisis, but I mean, it's like, where's our money going? hmm this is where you started reaching out and trying to find a solution. Yeah. But none was to be found.
1: They all said no. And my husband, we were both working in the business at that point. I was going to grad school and we're both kind of alphas. So I didn't really like working in the operations so much. I had a lot of bed bugs and a lot of issues with residents. I said, this is not where I want to be doing this is not what I want to be doing or spending my time. I really like the technology side. And my husband said, Well, why don't you kind of backdoor the system? Like, why don't you go work for one of these Rubs companies and maybe they'll take us on as default? So that's what I did. I went to go work for one of these companies and I helped grow that company from 100,000 to 20 million in five years. And I learned everything there was to know about utility billing. And bingo. The secret is, it's not about utility billing. It wasn't until we implemented this on our first property, it was a 36 unit property. We had 36,000 of additional revenue come in that following year. It wasn't until we went to go refinance the property where Freddie Mac valued that property at a million dollars more just from that 36,000 of additional revenue there and then go. the light bulb went off and we we're like oh my gosh this isn't about the billing this is about creating a mechanism to grow your portfolio we were able to get the cash out refinance 500,000 and the cash out refinance we used to buy another property And we were like, oh my gosh, let's put this across our portfolio. But think what a disadvantage all the small owners are in. If we can't have access to the same technology, the big guys have been using for years to boost up your net operating income because it's every dollar of that net operating income makes such a difference on the valuation of the property. And it was like, oh my gosh, we need to take this and go across our portfolio. We were able to create about $2.5 million of additional asset value increase across our portfolio that we were leverage that additional capital to buy more properties and grow our portfolio. And we're like, oh my gosh, other small owners like us need to understand it's not just about the bill. It's not just, oh... I don't want to do that. I don't want my residents to get upset with me. It's about how do you really crank up the dial on your operations by cranking up that income on the NOI because that's what you're going to be able to leverage to grow your assets.
0: Yeah. And once you saw that, it was like, okay, that is the solution. And then you said, let's create a company behind it.
1: Well, I knew that these service companies, they don't want to go after the small owners because the market's really fragmented. But that's where the money's
0: at. So like, there's a lot of good money. I mean, we've been saying this for a while on this podcast, like between 10 units and 50 units, 75 units, that's a space where there's not as many investors, there's not REITs, it's mom and pop stuff. So you can compete there really well. You just got to have good management in place Mm -hmm. to manage your assets, but you can find that.
1: But you look at the multifamily supply across the U.S., it's almost 50% of the market are portfolios that are under 1,000 units. So you're talking about almost half the multifamily supply in the U.S. that's completely underserved.
0: Yep. So you saw that vision and you already did it with a bigger company. You grew that portfolio. So you're like, why not do it for ourselves?
1: Well, I basically took the service model that exists today and said, how do I turn this into software as a service or a SaaS model or a, a do-it-yourself model. Because the small owners, just like we had, we don't need these service companies to treat us poorly. I mean, you're like a tier five client. They don't call you back. You just want to take control of, over it.
0: You're back on the bottom of the list and no one cares, right? So exactly. you're just like, we figured out the process. Let's give it to the people that need it as software.
1: Exactly. So I worked for a few other companies after that. But during COVID, I quit my day job. I was working in FinTech at the time. My husband gave me 250000 to start my own company, which I was so grateful. It was my first investment, I would say, in the company a year later we were out of money and my software development company said it was going to be another year and another like 450,000 and i said there's no way i'm going to go back to my husband asking him for another half million dollars like he won't he's not going to have that to give to me so i knew i needed a partner and i knew i needed a partner because like I said, no one's really gone after this market because you can't reach all these people individually. It's so fragmented, but you reach them by finding a node. And I knew at the time the node where all these small owners followed was Grant Cardone. And so I pitched my company to Grant Cardone and failed miserably the first time gathered my bearings. I came back to him 6 months later. He partnered with this guy, Jared Yellen, started 10X Incubator, who was a tech guy. And I said, Oh my gosh, this is my chance. I pitched my company to them again. And they said yes on the spot. They acquired half my company on the spot. They finished my software for me. And we launched earlier this year in March. It's just been a whirlwind of craziness of just trying to like get the message out there to all these small owners to say, look, this is a different kind of value add strategy that you can have in your pocket. It's not the only tool that you need in your tool belt. It's still a lever.
0: It's a lever that creates real income. Anything that can add to your NOI is a multiplier effect. Yep. Whether it's one door or 15 doors or a hundred doors, you pile all your doors together and you start getting and raising NOI that's a multiplier effect that can really change the game.
1: Totally. And when I was giving people kind of the simplest formula to know, like how much money are you potentially leaving on the table? You take however many units you have. Let's say you have 10 units. Take however many units you have. I'll use my 36 as an example because I know those numbers. My 36 units times $1,000 per unit per year is about what we get in reimbursement. So about 80 bucks a month per unit. So 36 times... So thousand dollars was 36,000 a year divided by our cap rate. And our cap rate at the time was about a four cap. And so that gets you about a million dollars.
0: California cap rates, by the way, disclaimer.
1: Well, yeah, California cap rates when interest rates were much better as well. Yeah, But your units times a thousand dollars divided by your cap rate, and that's how much money you could really force the appreciation of your property with no money out of pocket. And it's just kind of the simplest way. Whenever we're looking at acquiring new properties, we're buying a new property right now in South Florida. That's one of the biggest questions we ask. Are they billing for utilities today? Because if they're not, we know right out the gate, we can start billing for utilities and instantly drive up the valuation of that property.
0: So how does this software work?
1: So the idea of doing your own utility billing, I always say is about as sexy as doing your own taxes.
0: And by the way, Tiffany, you don't know this, but like we are just now taking over rubs for all my properties, right? Our billing, we were using conservice Mm -hmm. and we got so ticked off of their service Mm -hmm. and they were billing late. And like, this is a real problem for us. We use the NOI to get out of this contract. We signed a three-year contract, but they were messing up so bad by not billing and then all of a sudden double billing for the next month and then these kids and students are like, I can't afford that. i spent that money because I thought it was mine. That's how they think. Then you give them two utility bills in a row and they're like, what do I do? And then they become late, then they exit out. And that's a huge, huge problem.
1: It's a huge problem in the industry overall because again, it's a manual process. So you're sending The other your- problem
0: that is what we're gonna fix now is what we're getting ready to come up with. We're gonna have to do this on our own.
1: Yep. Now I'm really (laughs) interested. Now you're really interested. Yeah. Well, think about it. The idea of doing this, it doesn't sound fun, right? You think like, oh, this is complicated. It has too many regulations. But when you really like pull back the curtain, it's not that difficult. And so what we've done for Utility Ranger is we've made it so simple that all you do is put in your utility charges that month and hit calculate. And all your utility bills show up in a pre-billing format. You can adjust your owner's portion of the bill. So let's say you had a water leak on the property one month. And this is what happens with these kind of service companies is maybe you have a water leak, but somebody forgets to mention it. And then they give you a pre-billing report and all the bills are triple. And you're like, whoa, we can't do that. And you go back and forth and back and forth, which can take sometimes, especially if you're tier five on the list. It could take sometimes a week or two, which really delays everything out. So we actually have everything right within the platform. So you put in your charges, you click calculate, out pops your bills. You can make any adjustments on the fly. And then you click a button and it sends off all the bills via email to your residents. It gives them an option to pay the bill right there. And then all that money goes right back into the account of the property owner. We don't touch any of that money. We charge a per unit per month fee, but then that fee gets passed on to the resident. So then it becomes free for our customers. And then we also allow them because you become your own utility billing service provider when you do it yourself. So you can actually charge more than the fee that I'm charging and increase it two or three dollars a month and become a revenue generation tool. And now you're making a few dollars per unit per month that you can use to cover other costs like property management software or other hard costs. So the
0: person that's gonna have to enter this stuff in the first place, right? So there's yeah. like you gotta still gotta get the information in there somehow. And so that's the staff, that's a person. But if you can afford that person through the billing and add a couple of bucks to it, that makes a huge difference.
1: But we're talking like three data points. Yeah. What's the beginning bill date, the end bill date, and the amount? It's really so easy to do.
0: Now, can you also do stuff like this? Let's say, I'm just going to give you an example of what I have, right? Mm-hmm. So, we have four tenants, four kids to a door, right? Mm-hmm. So, we got to divide it by four. And then we say, you get a cap dollar amount of $100. Anything over 100 is now split four ways.
1: But why do you give them a cap? dollar amount, why do you give them an allowance?
0: Because that's what student housing, that's our market, right?
1: So you can do the same kind of thing by saying the owner's portion of the bill, we're going to pay this percentage of the bill. So rather than saying this is your capped amount, your percentage of the bill say we're going to pay 50% of the bill or we're going to pay 75% of the bill and anything over that you're going to have to pay. By capping that amount, you really want the bill to fluctuate because that's what really modifies the behavior of your residents if they never hit that cap, they're going to continue to use the water as they're continuing or as they were using it. But you want them to say, oh, maybe I should turn off the faucet when I'm brushing the teeth. Exactly.
0: What we've done is we keep lowering that threshold, right? So we're like, there's got to be a place where it makes sense, right? Yeah. But again, we are keep challenging the process because you got to change behavior. Changing behavior is what we're truly trying to do to overall give us a better profile, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would say rather than a cap, it's better to say, we're going to do this percentage of the bill and then they're going to pay the rest. And so that way they see the fluctuations each month, which help incentivize the behavior modification.
0: Makes sense. That is noted. Next leasing, we may try it that way, right? It's really about just making subtle changes. This is really how a profits made. And guys, this is why you listen to podcasts like this one, because we're bringing you the stuff that really moves the needle. Like this is sharing ideas and strategies that really can affect your bottom line and put dollars in your pocket.
1: And people don't think like, how does 36,000, like how do my utility bills result in a million dollar increase valuation? Like most people don't realize that small amount, or 36,000 is not a small amount, but that amount of money can create that amount yeah, of
0: value. I'm on my calculator, I'm just doing the math. 36,000 divided by 4% is $900,000, like, that's just easy math of 4% cap rate. Yep. So, every dollar has a exponential effect when you put it to a cap rate. So, here's the other thing, like where we're at in today's marketplace, I believe, Tiffany, is that operational efficiency and excellence is more important now than ever, right? Especially with all the different loans that are on, the bridge loan, those that are out there, like... How do you qualify for a new loan? You've got to be efficient as hell.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so this is a way to get lean.
1: And if you really look at kind of how the market's changing, you can look at similar or not even similar, but just other industries when you have compression and profits or compression and pricing, people unbundle, like look at the airline industry. They unbundled their baggage, right? Look at the hospitality industry. They've unbundled their resort fees, really, I think the future of multifamily is triple netting your apartments. Like You're renting the airspace and everything else is extra. Because otherwise, how can you as a landlord with all these regulations coming... I mean, I was in California... Now they're saying you can't do this and you can't do that. And you have these caps. Like, How can you really survive with all these regulations on you preventing you from being successful? You have to unbundle some of these costs that are occupant dependent, right? Just like trash or pest control. The more occupants you have in your unit, the more trash you're producing, the more trash you're producing, the more pests you're attracting. All of these things that are really occupant dependent really need to be charged back to the people who are creating them.
0: Yeah. And it's becoming more and more acceptable, by the way, too. They're like, yeah, we do use the water. Yeah, we probably should mind it, right? And so I think the industry as a whole is starting to catch hold of this, and people are starting to realize it's not the hotel version, right? Like it's not just crank up the AC to 62 and stay there for a week, right? And think about this. Even hotels have understood this. During COVID, they're like, "Do you want your room serviced?" Like, we, you know, no one's going to go in there.
1: It was a perfect opportunity for that.
0: Yeah, and now they don't do it unless you request it, right? So you got to request service every day. I'm sure soon we'll have to pay for it.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So again, a consolidation and
1: unbundling of what was normal, right? Exactly. I think the world is really changing and you have to be a lot more creative as an investor and as an operator. Like, how can you really turn up the dial to make yourself make more profits than you are today so you can actually grow? Like, why should the big guys have all the advantage? They've been doing rubs for years. And really, the only reason the smaller end of the market or the long tail of the market is what they call it hasn't been doing it is because no one's been servicing them no one will service them so now we're out this is who our core market is or helping people like us that want to grow their portfolio and need another tool
0: yeah awesome tiffany what do you see your future where's the next five years for utility ranger what does that look like
1: well hopefully we'll be penetrating the market and getting out there i'm working with so many people Grant and the 10x team And also, we have a bunch of other investors in our company that have big kind of podcasts and followings. I want to really teach other people how can we drive NOI and help really improve our customers and help them grow their asset values. I want to really create this asset value increase for all of our customers and then grow the company, expand out to other markets or other NOI boosting technologies that will help not only myself, but our clients as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, how do people get a hold of your company or find out about your software? Where do they go?
1: You can go to utilityranger.com is our website. You can also see us on any social media accounts. We're on, So, you can find us pretty much anywhere.
0: So, go to utilityranger.com. Check it out. Do you have a free trial to sign up?
1: We do have a free trial. We have a two-month free trial. So, you get signed on, you can either load your properties yourself. It's very easy to do. You can put your property information into it. If you need help, our team can help you get the properties loaded onto the platform. We gave 2 months. So that way, the first month, you don't want to feel like you've loaded the properties and gone through the billing like that's a normal monthly operation. So we want to give another second month so people could see. The second month is so much easier because all you do is stick in your bill and click calculate and off you go. We've had a lot of really great response from our clients saying how easy it is and we've made it really fun in the process.
0: Yeah, awesome, right? So little things like utilities, every line item in your P&L, there's something you should be managing and your utility line is a big one, is a big portion of your P&L and to pay attention to that makes all the sense in the world. So Tiffany, I am so thankful that we had you on this podcast to kind of share some innovation, some new techniques and things that are going to help just the regular guy, right? The guys out there, not the REITs, but I'm certain that she could use this for big stuff as well. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It's for the people that want to take it off of another service provider and have control on their own. Because honestly, what happens is most service providers, they're in it for themselves. They don't care about you.
1: I know because I worked for them. 30% of our revenue came from fees right? The open fees, the closed fees, the service fees, the late fees. I mean, it's a disaster and your residents get really upset by it. So all you have is the admin fee. There's no open close. There's no other fees involved in it. And so it makes it really nice for your residents. And then you're controlling that communication rather than some third-party company.
0: Exactly. And then the billing is in your company's name and not in the third party and the conservative's name where they can't even get access to it anyways, which is a big part of the problem too. It's like, well, show me the billing. Show me where they read the meter. It's a back and forth. It really is a hassle. Ask me how I know this, right? I've dealt with it now. And I'm just like over it. Like we're like, we're taking it in-house. We don't care. But we are now going to go onto your website and check it out because we are right at that stage right now where we're like- Perfect timing. How are we going to manage all this? This is- 600 students, 600 kids that we got to calculate all this mess. And it is a little bit of work and we'll make some money on it. But still, if there's an easy solution, which you guys are providing. So we're going to go check it out.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited to help you any way I can.
0: Awesome. So with that said, any books or anything that you're reading right now that you've really felt like has really helped change your outcome or outlook on business or life?
1: One of my favorite books is Know Your Why or Start With Why, Simon Sinek. It really kind of got me down to the core of like, what am I trying to do? I'm trying to help people just like me. It's kind of democratizing this space and leveling the playing field. This is something that I'm passionate about and giving people that same opportunity that we created for ourselves, how can I create that same opportunity for everyone else? And so that book really resonated with me because I had to really make sure I knew what my why was before you can even go to market with a company because people need to feel that that's what you're trying to do because it creates trust in your brand.
0: It's got to be authentic, right? Yep. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Love it. What advice would you give to anybody starting out? I mean, you've been on this journey for a while, an entrepreneur's journey, right? And it sounds like your husband's been on it as well. So what advice would you give someone that's listening that's fairly new or kind of just getting down the road? What would you tell them?
1: I would say my best advice to any real estate investor or entrepreneur is trust in yourself. Invest in yourself. You will never be more successful than when you invest in yourself and trust your instincts and do what you know is best because putting your future in the hands of some employer is not going to take you anywhere that you need to be. So, trust in yourself and push forward.
0: Awesome. Tiffany, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing your wisdom, your light, and your energy. It's very amazing, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, this is the reason why Tiffany just said it. You got to trust in yourself. You got to believe you've got to take the steps. Success does not happen by accident. It starts with a dream and a vision. And then you start taking those steps and you get clear on your focus and then you protect it. You shelter it and you just go forward without looking at all the obstacles. You just got to find your way through it. That's what success looks like and feels like. It is a crazy journey, but it's the most beautiful one when you get to the end, right? And usually, when you get to the end of your journey, you just start a new journey with new ideas and new vision. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it and your paradise is possible.